Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And this week I welcome three guests, two of whom act as very capable stand-in hosts when, on the very rare occasion, I'm not available. The other, I wouldn't trust him doing my shopping. Uh, a very warm welcome to last week's stand-in host, and an excellent job it was to welcome to Steve Cox. Hello. Good job. Thank you. Apart from Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, you got a bit stuck there, I, I did think. get a little bit confused. I did correct myself. You did. I, I saw did. A, t- a, a tweet came out later I saying... I had no idea where I was. You didn't. No. But great job. Thank you for that, Steve. Welcome. Uh, and it's welcome to the other popular Lisa Rubinowitz. Hello. Who's hosting, in, I think, in about four weeks' time. I think it's three weeks. Is it really? Better no, I think check. we're missing a week because oh, no, of the, the international weeks, breaks. Right. I think it's... Okay. I did check. You said, I, I do prepare for this. You're correct. I think it's four weeks. It's four weeks. But we look forward to that very much with Lisa in the chair. And someone who's never going to host this show, but we love him anyway. It's my old mate, David Blakeney. Hello. Fancy hosting it one day, do you think? This? No. I think it's the experts. Yeah. yeah. Steve and Lisa. Yeah. Very good. The Man I didn't City. Mean you. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean you. I realise that. I said yeah. <laughs> the Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Go to bet.citypodcast.net for all the latest odds and offers. Uh, shall we start with a comfortable 2 0 win against Brighton and Hove Albion, please, on Saturday? 80% possession. Didn't get out of second gear. Easy win. And top of the league, Lisa. Back where we back belong. Back where we belong. Exactly. Um, although BBC think it's temporary. Um, really? Yeah, Who's they had something like a temporary change at the top of the league. <clears throat> yeah, bizarre. Very bizarre. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought Brighton did all right, to be honest. Um, we didn't find it easy to get past them, but, but we did it, and that's all that really matters. Um, we took advantage of when they did lose possession and they didn't have everyone behind the ball for what I mean I was it, those occasions there have been other times when we haven't taken advantage it's very frustrating so that when we got that opportunity and as, I felt as soon as we scored that goal we were probably okay although I did want another one before they brought Glenn Murray on 
mm. which which we got. But but at least it's right. I think they set themselves up well. I mean, sort of six yeah. across the backs, five six, whatever it was. Certainly plenty anyway. And then another line in front of that. It's always difficult, isn't it, in that situation? When yeah, uh, I think we grind teams down over a period of time, and we probe and push and probe and push, and eventually you, you get a break on them. And and I think it came from a mistake or one a mistake by them that we pounced on. And we're what other than Liverpool, we're probably the best team in the league at actually pouncing and capitalising upon people's errors like that because of the speed and pace. Liverpool, you know, you can't say that. No, I'm saying it? Liverpool are the other team that tend to take advantage of teams really? like that. I'm not saying that yeah, they're better at that. When we it. do, yeah. <laughs> we make all yeah. our mistakes. Yeah. I hope they don't on Sunday. But, we'll yeah. 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 <laughs> but yes, it's, it's a pattern that we've seen all this season, isn't it? We're not out of third gear yet. We, we have all this possession. No. It's an easy win. But anything different to say this week, David? Did you no, think? if I'm honest, they are quite boring games, at the, these sort of games at the moment. We grind them down, we get a couple of goals, we win. I thought we, Cardiff was a bit more interesting, but I just didn't enjoy the game at all. I just didn't... You preferred sort of when we were losing to, no, to York but, City away? No, they or... didn't give us anything. <laughs> we were just dominant, but it was such a solid defence he tried to put up against us. It just became a bit boring, but didn't it? Can I tell you about my new best friend? Yes, you can. Yeah, I, I met Arthur. Arthur. New, yeah, Arthur, my new bit. Hello, Arthur. I know he's going to be listening now because he's now a new fan of the show. So thanks for listening, Arthur, and really good to meet you, my friend. Uh, he reckons, and I said I would mention this on, on the show, because he kind of tends to agree with you in a way, David, and he says we are missing De Bruyne. Yeah. And, and actually, he is the sort of player who can actually unlock those sort of defences and find that yeah. killer pass. And, and at the moment, it's all a bit predictable. And we get, you know, we get one, we get another one, it's on a 2-0. But if De Bruyne was playing, yeah. that's when we could get the fours and fives because he does make a difference. So did, but, are we missing him? You're saying oh, I yes. definitely think we're missing it, and that's why I thought Foden might get a little a bit more of a game. He showed what he could do. I know it was only Oxford, but he was. He's, a mini, good. he's, a, he's a mini De Bruyne yeah. in the way that he and, plays. He does. He puts those passes. And I don't in. understand why he comes on with three minutes to go. We've got the European game. It's fairly comfortable. He could hopefully. Fill in for De Bruyne in that situation. Instead of who? Who, who do you drop then? Who do, who do you have Foden instead of? Bernard, because Bernardo Silva started brilliantly. So you can't have yeah, Bernardo's good, but I'm not quite sure who we can replace him with at the well, moment. That's, that's the decision. I, I, go on. We had a similar conversation well, in, in the coroner for the game. Was was you know Foden should be playing, and I said yes, but in place of who? Yeah. Who do you take out of the team? And it's this is the and it's not just Foden. You could argue this about some of the other players who are sitting on the bench as well, who who've got a bit of momentum and have like Mares has scored a few goals. This is the manager's job. It's to keep these players fresh and keep that momentum that they've got, and still try and 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 not. Th- I don't know. I, I, it looks to me like Foden can handle it, but why? Why risk it in inverted commas? I think it's a risk particular, but why push it too too much if you don't need to? And I think the point is, and I, I don't disagree with the idea that we might be missing De Bruyne, but the fact of the matter is we are where we are without probably mm. our best player. Yeah. So, yes, well, we, may, we may be missing him, but I... Uh, and, and I think my, my dad said something to me at the match about us not playing as well as we did last season. And I don't think I agree with that. Hmm. Um, we, we were scoring quite a few last-minute winners last season, this time last season. And so, if anything, apart from the odd one or two blips we've had, I think we might actually be playing better without De Bruyne. So, 
I don't, I don't agree with your dad either. I think you no. know we, we are yeah. playing. So I know David. I understand what you're saying. It's kind of not particularly exciting because we are so dominant, mm. Steve. I mean, it's like. 80% possession. It, yeah. It's just, you know, we, we've not seen football like this for years at the Etihad. No. Um, I think the other thing that's changed this year is teams have worked out how to frustrate us a little bit when we haven't necessarily got people like De Bruyne on the pitch and they're using that to their advantage. It's almost as though they're setting up to minimise the destruction that we can do. And I think that that's happening sort of frequently. I mean, there are a few players that aren't, necessarily what you would call our normal first 11 like Zinchenko that actually when they've played have really shown themselves to be you know playing very well the the Oxford game for example you mentioned that Foden sort of stood out in that game as being one of the plus points from it Um, I I think that we've got some really good players we're going to struggle to keep them all happy across the season Um, I suspect if we're doing a good job tomorrow night Foden might put in a performance against Hoffenheim perhaps he's in the squad um, that's just been released now so Foden is actually travelling with them De Bruyne isn't um, so I, th- I I think that we do need to mix it up a little bit but I also think it's really difficult to know who to take out in order to bring someone in but I'm not I don't think it's about taking out it's giving them a bit longer you play 12 then would you David? Take, no, take 22 him, whoever we'll 22 takes off take him off for 20 yeah. minutes not 5 yeah. minutes because what's yeah. the point of bringing someone on for 3 minutes I think you have to give someone a good a, a good go you know I was, watching, I was watching the Liverpool game last week the it's twice you mentioned that. Yeah, I know, but, came on, how long to go? Yeah, well, Sane, though, um, sorry, Salah came on the other week with sort of three minutes. It's not going to make no, a change, is it? No. Why, why even put him on? Just because Liverpool were chasing the game, the, yeah. the cup. The, the thing is, though, um, on Saturday, he brought Mahrez on with about 20 minutes left. And I think he might have brought Foden on earlier, but Laporte took another knock of one of many, and I I don't know. I don't know for certain that this was the thinking, but I think he was waiting to see if he needed to make an, a different substitution there. I, I think otherwise he would have brought Foden on around the same time as he brought Mahrez on. So mm. things happen. He may, may have had different plans. But Can I just pick up on a player that we've mentioned, and that's Zinchenko, who, who clearly was played against Oxford and then sort of played the full 90 minutes, I think, pretty much um, yeah. against Brighton as well. Someone who might have gone in the summer, yeah. said he wanted to stay and fight for his place, and I thought he did a pretty good job there. I thought he's he expressed himself much more on such, uh, this week than he did last year. I thought he was quite good last year. He, I think he looked like he had a bit of confidence. Like, mm-hmm. He was almost like, well, I've got nothing to lose. He wants to get rid of me, so I, I can play. Well, last year, he was trying to prove himself. Now, he, I think it's almost like the, some pressure was off him because yeah. he played, he was a, he played really well. He, he did play well, but I still don't fancy watching him against Salah. To be no, perfectly honest yeah, with you, but, but he's not there to play. No, Salah, well, yeah, well, he might have to at this rate. But the, I think he did very well against the the opposition he faced. He, you know, and that's what having a squad's about in that respect. I guess no, he, you, he, you know, you know, you can play him in a game yeah. like that. We're not going to face much on the attacking side of things. Um, he did his job when he had to. There were a couple of occasions he did what he needed to so someone else could get back and do what they needed to do. So, yeah, I don't have any criticism to make of him, but I 
still have concerns with the thought of him being the left back against Liverpool. But he's our third choice left back at the end of the day, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So Steve. Well, assuming we don't have to drop to that level on the weekend. Um, mm. I mean, we've got some players coming into some really good form at the moment. Sterling is looking really good. Aguero is playing better than I've seen Aguero play in a long time. That he goal wasn't, of he his wasn't at the fit. weekend he wasn't fit. Apparently had a, a, he had a heel injury. He or should have got better. an assist for that goal as well as you know he, he almost a one man goal, reminiscent of. Um, you know, Maradona, the way he took the Brighton defence on single-handedly. Um, but Sterling seems to have matured a lot. He didn't try and take on the shot. He recognised that Aguero was going to be in a better position and just turned it into his path. I'm, I, I, you have to praise that the, the goals that... We didn't get many opportunities. We did get some. And the ones that we got, we converted. I think for the first goal, I think Sane's run, and I mean Sterling just, just was, was... I think took it brilliantly and ran around 50 yards to get there. But the pass... When you see it, obviously I was I was at the other end of the ground, so it's yeah. difficult. When, but when you see it on a replay, it was absolutely positioning. He had the keeper, he had the defender, he had Sane and Sterling, and he just put it in exactly the right position. Um, I thought, you know, superb, two brilliant goals. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Sterling is exceptional. He's he's come when you saw him in the summer play for England, and now you're watching this season with us. He's a completely different player. He was. He's been great this season. And I'm probably not his biggest fan sometimes, but I think he's been... I mean, he's scoring amazing goals. Everything he's done, he's been brilliant this season. He's without doubt playing his... I think he's come of age this year. I don't know, maybe the England experience might have helped him. He he doesn't have the quality around him at England that he has at City. He hasn't got, you know, he's not got David David Silver setting him up. He's he's not got Gundogan. He hasn't got Sane. So I I think he 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 doesn't doesn't benefit from that. When he's with England, he does exactly what he's asked to do. He He gets a lot of service. That's the difference. And he gets a lot of crap for it as well, which is very unfair. Can I just throw one other name into the pot as well? I know we've talked about it before, but I just want to mention Bernardo Silva again Mm. in terms of his contribution. You you know, you talked about the confidence that Sinchenko sort of has coming into the side, but Bernardo Silva's just really grown in confidence, I think, hasn't he? And and looks a quality, quality player. But he's played at the highest level, though. I mean, with Monaco, he. I think he he's, he's a proper player compared with he's not trying to prove himself really sure. in the same way. Yeah, but he's taken a year to get adjusted. Yeah. I yeah. think possibly to time. the game and the, the the sort of the setup yeah. that, and what Pep wants him to do. But he, he looks a totally different oh. player this year to what he did last year. We saw it in glimpses the Arsenal game being an example where he had a great game against Arsenal, scored a great goal. But this year he's been more consistent, and I think that's if there's one thing that will help us to regain the title this year, we are likely to be more consistent than Liverpool or Chelsea. Yeah. What's your uh, thing with Liverpool? I'm, I reckon that's at least four you've mentioned them. I've not mentioned <laughs> them much yet. I reckon you've re- mentioned Liverpool four times today. What's your problem? Nigel, we- Nigel who in the top ten yeah. of that league at the moment are most likely to be challengers at the end of the season? And you can't look much further than Liverpool and Chelsea and that's why I've mentioned them seven now <laughs> yeah. yeah. welcome to the Liverpool Actually, podcast well, yes. I do want to discuss one of the players go on what is it about Fernandino shooting that every time he has a shot it goes the same way <laughs> nowhere near the goal honestly I've, I think he might score one in 10 or 20 but his shooting is dreadful 
But he's a fantastic. I know player. he is. I can forgive him yeah. for that. I, exactly. But I, I find was... it. But every time he shoots, it's the most frustrating thing. Because you watch his shots and you go, same again. It's just predictable. He's going to get one of those. those I know, talk, but when it goes in, we'll invite shame. you back, David. You oh, can talk us through the goal. He drives me mad with those. That's no, fair enough. That bit I get frustrated. And though, talking about driving people mad, yeah. I, I do want to talk about Mr. Mendy. Yes. Uh, and Pep. There's, yeah. Just interested to know your, your insights and your thoughts in terms of what's going on here. Because it wasn't that long ago we were talking, you know, talk about Monaco, this amazing player we got from Monaco, got that injury. He came back, it's like a new signing, and, and, and he was sort of started the first couple of games. He's now picked up another injury. We know his social media is almost, he's almost as prolific as Lisa is on social media, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but there's obviously something going on here, isn't it? So, so discuss, Steve, what was your view of Mr Mendy and, and Pep is, is there a bit of a falling out here is there a bit of a rap on the knuckles I'm is not, not sure it's a, was late a, for a, training as, we, was well all I think sorts of things I think Pep is probably more annoyed with him if he's not making his uh, physio appointments in time given the fact that he needs to get back and get fit and he seems to be prioritizing other things like going to boxing matches and okay you only get that one fight a year from that particular boxer so missing it but you know he's got enough money that he could have been back in Manchester nice and early ready for his appointment the following day I don't blame Pep for taking him down a peg or two he's probably got a little bit exuberant he's a nice bloke he, he certainly puts his uh, puts himself about on social media and he, you know last year when he was injured I guess it wasn't that much of an issue because he was doing the work that he needed to get back fit again and he was actually doing a very good job of buoying the team up but um, this year I think it's time to get back to work and he also he also has selfies with strangely um, yeah it doesn't work, it doesn't work that well, David, podcast on the podcast, but David is showing a picture of him and Mr Mendy. Was that this year or was that last year? No, it was a Newcastle game. Yeah? Came so. down, his family had a table there in the tunnel club. Of course, the tunnel club, yeah. I forget, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they have a table there. The family's quite, so the players go to see the family. He's just a bit show-busy at the time, and he's happy-go-larry. He's a great character, everyone loves him, but I think he needs to get a bit more serious about his football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Pep's problem is. And also yeah. there's, the whole, there's the whole, and I don't know the details, but there's lots of press about you know, his driving and the speeding yeah, and all that. It, it, there's been a lot of press recently about just, just not about the football He's starting to become a bit of a Balotelli, yeah, well, exactly. if I may say. Yeah. Mm. yeah, he's got to be careful. I mean, he's a, he's a nice guy. The other week um, he was talking to a family before the game and the young lad wanted a, a selfie with him and Mendy actually took him into the tunnel club and sat him there and did him dinner, said, you can have dinner with me. And also, so he's obviously a really nice guy. He's still very young. He just needs a little bit of guidance, I think. That's all. Perhaps Vinny needs to have a chat with him. Lisa? I think that's. I hope that's all it is. I hope he doesn't go yeah. the way of Balotelli. I hope he's got this good sense to realise that he's not going to get not going to get it much better than he's currently got. I mean, what more can most footballers want than to be playing for Guardiola at City at the moment? And and I'm a bit honestly, I'm a bit disappointed yeah. because it. And as Steve said, it was fine last season, and it, everyone loved it, and we found it very. It was very amusing. But now he's got a job to do, and it, and like you said, you know. Oh, um, so what? You're going to miss the the boxing. So plenty of us miss things because we have a job to do. We can't just pick and choose when we turn up. And he's lucky. All he's getting is is a bit of a cold shoulder from Pep or whatever it is. I mean, most people would be out on their ear. So he he needs to grow up a bit. I think. Well, listen. I hope you're right, and I hope it is just a bit of a a bit of immaturity, maybe. And uh, he's going to, as you say, he's in the right place. He's got Pep. He's got 
people like company around and so on. So you like to think that he's get back on track and, and start concentrating on the football. Somebody who is back on track, we see that KDB is back in training. Um, obviously not travelling, as you say, Steve, yep. but, but that's got to be good news. That's ahead of schedule, I think, isn't it? From it what, is, For the yeah. timescales that the, we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, they were talking of about three months, but it seems to be sort of six weeks. And um, they're saying it's mainly because he's, he heals very, very quickly, which I think we found last year when he had a, an injury. He seemed to come back a lot quicker than he was expected to. So it'd be good to see him back on the pitch again. I don't think he'll... Um, I'm not sure he'll play a whole game if he gets on at the weekend against some team from Scouseland because I'm not going to mention them again he for fear of... No, no, but he might, he might, he might, he might possibly. He might, he, he, he might be on the bench. Sub against yeah. Burnley, against Burnley is, is sounds reasonable when, when, yeah. when he's, he's likely to next appear, but he's not going to make yeah. that the, the, the game at the weekend. Um, just before the break, uh, I've been thinking watching Edison for long periods in that game that that, that must be some a good book he could be reading or an activity he could be involved in i'm just thinking we could we could maybe any thoughts on that it needs to be a bit careful because i don't know if you saw the clip of the goalkeeper in the german uh, bundesliga that sort of wasn't quite paying attention and the guy threw the ball back to him and he couldn't control it and it went in the net (laughs) we shouldn't be too about the bundesliga who is the highest assist player in europe at the moment Jaden sancho correct yeah you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. This is an education. This is this season. He's got the highest number of assists in the in Europe. Really? Mm-hmm. There we are. Fantastic. I think on that note, I think I need to have a break. <laughs> the Man City Show is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale, the Man City Show beer of the month. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Let's talk about two games then, Camille. Let's start with the European tie, which is this week's... Is it Tuesday or Wednesday, Steve? I'm not sure. I get confused with me choosing it's the week. It's Tuesday you sure? this week. It is definitely Tuesday. <laughs> good man. At 5.55 kickoff. Very good. And I think they want to do like two games, don't they? An early game and two, two yeah, early games and two late not, games. Not, not too sure what this the strategy telly, is. It's yeah, all so, about the telly, all about the money. But you, you're not going to really get as good a, an audience with, if you've got an English club kicking off at 5.55 as you would have done if you got them kicking off at 8 o'clock in the evening. Not that that's going to affect, because we'll all be watching it for sure. And in fact, one of the team, one of the Man City Show podcast team is there and they will be appearing on the show next week to tell us all about it. I won't tell you Excellent. who that is. You might all know who that is. Some of you who are in our WhatsApp group might know who that member is, but I hope you have a good trip and we look forward to welcoming him on the show next week and he's going to tell us all about it. So prior to that, Lisa, your thoughts? We need a win, don't we? We have to win it. Is it a must-win? I think yes. so. Um, it might not turn out to be that we have to win it, but I think mentally, for like from the, the psychological side of things, yes, we need to win it. Yeah. And you know, we just have to forget about the previous one and just get on with it. I just it was a blip, and I hope that's what it was anyway. And I'm sure Hoffenheim are not particularly relishing the thought of playing us, so that's just. No. And in terms of the side, has he just got to go with his best 11 or has he got to start rotating? Because we've got this big game at the weekend, which we're going to, Steve is going to lead us in that discussion, of course. Um, your, your thoughts, David? Is it. Is it That's let's, a hard let's one. Let's be pragmatic, let's be sensible, or is it, you know what, shit or bust? And uh, let's I think get you play your 11. best side, try and get a lead, and then do some resting. Better play than the first half than the second half. 
So what does it look like, Steve? What, what does the side look like? Do you have any sort of any thoughts on changes? No, what, what I don't think. Do? I don't think. I, I think, as David says, I, I don't think he'll change too much from the side that played at the weekend. I think that'll be out to start with. They'll need to get a lead once you get. I, I mean, I'm always an advocate of rather than putting a weakened team on, put your strongest team out yeah. that you can put out. Get ahead, and once you get ahead, you can then start thinking about which players you want to rest for the next fixture. Whoever that might be against. I have no idea. Some insignificant side from somewhere. Should we talk about that then? Yeah. Because I think it's, uh, it's a big this a big game, isn't it? And oh. I think for the first time we can actually say that this season. You know, the, you know, Brighton, Cardiff away, Wolves away, Arsenal away. Are these big games? First but proper game. First proper serious yeah. game. So, go on, Steve. Let's be serious for a second. Well, I thought, kick, I thought kick, the Arsenal game was the first serious proper game, actually. Oh, yeah. no, that's a fair shout. But, yeah. but, but, well, I thought it could be it could turn into one of those where we didn't know what we were going to get. But that said, the next game that really appealed to me was this game against the, the Scousers this weekend. And, and your thoughts, seriously, Steve. I mean, we, we, it's all, <laughs> talk about a bogey team. I mean, it's, uh, we, we beat them 5-0 when they were down to 10 we, men, but since then it's been a rocky ride, We seem it? to get... They seem to be able to get at us and get us nervy. And I think that's the bit that worries me about them. They come out at 100 mile an hour and we don't seem to have an answer for that. But the answer has got to be to be controlled and actually play the game that we know, not to change the team too much for them, not think about how they want to play, think about how we want to play and how we should be playing and, and be calm and collected about it and not get, not allow them to agitate us and certainly not allow the crowd to agitate us. I, I hope we've got an armoured car for our arrival at the weekend. But Well, joking apart, I hope the police have certainly got their shit together this time. So it was I. a disgrace, as we know. We, we don't need to discuss that anymore. I think we've said enough on that. And, of course, no one's ever been arrested or even identified, which, in my view, is an absolute disgrace. Okay. However, um, I hope we get the protection that we need and deserve. Your thoughts on the game, Lisa, then? Is it, it's, what, what do we need to do? What to, 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 it, would you be happy with the draw? Let's start there. Would you actually, if, you, if, you, if I said to you now, you can take a draw, would you be happy with that? I would take that now. You take a draw now? Yeah. I, uh, you're going to ask us at the end what our predictions are going to be, so we'll Might see do. what I say then. But um, without the benefit of, of any, not hindsight, the opposite of hindsight, foresight, um, I, I say I would take a draw now, but, sim- and, but on, only on the basis. It's not that I don't think we can beat them, it's just that whatever happens to us there, we, they break us down psychologically. I don't think it... You know, the, the league match, I think... We had a few moments of madness last last season, and but we managed to get ourselves together because they were much better than they fell apart as well. And if we'd have played that match for a few minutes longer, I think we'd have hmm. at least got a draw out of it. But we set ourselves up the most ridiculous mountains climb, and then in the the Champions League was just horrific. I don't know what happened, but I mean, I, I actually I do think that bus business did have something to do with it, but we'll never know. But we just can't let. In the absence of me knowing that we can prevent, the team can prevent themselves from being that affected from a mental state by the crowd or whatever is going on there, then yeah, I would take a draw. David, can I put a question to you? I put it out there on Twitter earlier on today. And our good friend, uh, Bolt from the Blue, uh, another excellent podcast. So congratulations on that, my friend. We we listened to that as well. Says this, asks this question. What will it take for us to beat Liverpool at Anfield? Is their midfield more robust? Is their attack more clinical? Or is it a mental weakness? What is it, David? Help us out. Mental weakness bottled it. Bottled it. They've got an unbelievable crowd behind them. 
hostile, and last year they bottled it. It's as simple as that. And as we all know, when we go behind, we find it very hard to come back. And I think if we can take the lead, we've got a chance. But if they go ahead, we just seem to crumble. And that's our problem. I just think it's... And I think somehow he's got... Guardiola's got to get in their heads. Don't bother it. Just so what don't worry it, so about to it. To answer the question directly, what will it take for us, to, for us to beat Liverpool at Anfield? Which is the question. What will it take? What do we need to do? Hypnosis? Uh, what do you say? Hypnosis. Be mentally to strong. Bl- I would to love to see Vinny. I'd love to see strong leadership at the back. Someone like Vinny in there. Just I giving. I, I think they need someone on the pitch who can actually make them believe and not lose it. Has he still got the pace? Yeah, Has he still know. got? I'm not, sure. I'm, not sure he, he, I'm not sure if he's right for but that then, game either. Well. He's, got the, he's got the leadership. But I'm not sure he's got the pace and the speed that's required. I think for a big game, he's still. One of the other questions in there was: um, Is their attack more clinical? Mm. I think the answer to that is yes, especially at pace. Yeah, mm. um, they will take their chances, and you can almost guarantee that they will score when they break with pace. Whereas, like I said about the game at the weekend, where we did take that chance and used the break we had and scored more often than not we don't and so I'm not saying I would swap their players for our players I don't mean that at all but do I think they are more clinical yeah so we'll take on the other one then is their midfield more robust then is the other part of the question then that's one that we no I don't think so no No. attack is more clinical I think we need if we can just survive till half time this year yeah, that's always our problem. We go behind very early on. I think we need to score. Yeah, no, yeah. survive till half time. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think then they have more doubts in the second half. But when they get that bit between the teeth, they go one nil up, they're all over us. And if we can hold them to half time, make them think a bit, then we're in a better state of mind. I think that's where the difference will come. That's my prediction. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think we need to be very strong mentally. We need to be physically tough. We need to not shirk any of the challenges. We need to not get harried. We need to think on our feet, not get pressured into playing stupid passes that give them that ability to attack at pace. And, and, and even if it's a case of keeping the ball away from them, then keep the ball away from them for half an hour. Fine, you know, don't let them have it. Um, I've, I think that we have got the players and the quality to do a job there. And we need to be more like the time we won 5-0 than the other three games last year. Although, to be fair, in the league game, as Lisa quite rightly said, we were, we were all over them in that last 20 minutes and could have easily got a result out of that given a few more minutes playing time. So, yeah. so that's, that was with, without Van Dijk, without a decent keeper. Yeah. And the other problem, I think, this year is that we need... Who's our great leader at the back on these sort of big nights? Without Vinny. Well, well Otamendi had the captain's armband at the weekend, which is, you know, someone who last season and was, was criticised. He, pl- he plays better without Vinny, though. That's the thing. Otamendi is all, always steps up to the plate more without Vinny. It's almost as though he, he, he lets him make the decisions. You know, st- Stones is a future leader, but I don't, you know, it's not he's getting not, much game time at the moment. No, exactly. You need a strong... In the big games like Liverpool, away from home, when you lose a goal, you need someone there to keep together. That's what Vinny was brilliant at. So you'd and, play, you'd, you'd play, play Vinny? I would play Vinny. I but, know you all think no. No, that's fine. That's why you're here. It's, it's, I think he. I think the big games. I think he could just turn it on when he for those big hostile games. And would you play Foden from the start? No. 
So you just, you, as you said before, you just give him more, more game time yeah, and so yeah. on once, once we're two. I think we're off. really going to miss De Bruyne in this one because he was always good against Liverpool. So let's have your predictions then. As, as Lisa said, it's a question I'm going to ask you, and I am indeed. So David, you, you, you start then. Your prediction, please. I'm going to leave Lisa to the end. I think I know what she's going to say, sadly. <laughs> Two on Liverpool. Oh, David. I'm afraid. Stephen. That's a prediction. No, it's okay. All right. I just, it, it hurts me when you say that, my mm-hmm. friend. I've known you a long time. That hurts me. Steve. 2-1 City. Good man. Come on, Lisa, give it to us. But I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> Because I knew, obviously, I was doing the podcast and I knew you would ask me this question. And it's just going to come back to hit me on the face, isn't it? Um, I think we're going to win. Good girl. Good girl, Lisa. But I don't know what, score's gonna, what the score's going to be. Like seven, seven, six to City. No, I don't know what it's going to be. By the single goal. I just, City I, by a single goal. Yeah, and I don't know what makes me think that because we're going to them when they've got like like um, David said we've they've got a new but much better keeper. They've got Van Dijk there now, and we're without De Bruyne. I don't know what the, it the is. Only, the only consolation is they are not firing as much as they were. Famous last we played them. Well, they're yeah. not firing in the same way. Sell, so sell far. us off form a bit. They're not for him. For him. For us. Us. I mean, do you remember when we we went? If we can just do a Chelsea performance like last year away yeah. from home. Yeah. The same time of the year, yeah. exactly the same time, that's what they need. Yeah. That was a brilliant performance. I, I, I think, it, I, I believe we can do it. We've got to, it's got to happen at some point, so I'm going to go for now. <laughs> I've happened for and about 40 the, years. The one thing I think will be very, very interesting is Sterling. Yeah. Because he's not performing. He has been brilliant this season. But not performed against them the last No, three but times. then, but what I would have said, what I said last season, certainly in the league match, was that they all fell apart. So it's, it was hard to just criticise him specifically. So I hope that he will prove that he can... It doesn't matter where he's playing. Yeah. That it's not a factor. But. Well, it's, a, it's the first biggie. I take what you say, Steve, about the Arsenal game. We didn't quite know what to expect, but I think for me this is the, this is the first big test of the season. And uh, we sit proudly at the top of the Premier League uh, and we look forward to that game very much. Uh, huge thanks to my three guests, to Lisa Rabinovitz, to Steve Cox and to David Blakeney. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.